So I told you about this poll I responded to, which asked how often you showered, and I said every day. But then you didn't say it every day. You want me to say this on <laughs> on podcast? Yeah, I shower like every other day. What? What's the rule? What's the rule? How do you justify? When do you say, "Oh, I'm not showering today"? I'm just showering every other day. I don't know. I'm just oh. too lazy. <laughs> oh, generally, regardless, every other day. Well, the thing is, I'm kind of odorless, so I don't think it actually makes much difference. It's more just because I feel like I should. I agree with this statement. You are odorless. Yeah, I just don't have bo, so it's kind of. That's fine. You can say you can say every other day. You know, you can say you're doing it for the world, for the planet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Conserving water. You filthy. Actually, it's not filthy. You disgustingly clean, anti-environmental scumbag. Well, you just have to tell April that because she thinks I am very. I'm a dirty person. And I would say here is a successful person here, Sir Michael. He washes every other day. I can't tell if this is disgusting or not. Now I thought it was perfectly acceptable, but maybe it's not. I think it's fine. On this poll, I think twenty-three percent were showering every other day. Are they all odorless though? No, April's argument was that who is responding to Ed McMillan's <laughs> tweets or polls? <laughs> so that's where I'm fit. Wow, judgmental. I agree with her. <laughs> um, yeah. And what else has happened? Harry Potter. So in our last podcast, we finished on you would have to be kind to me for two weeks till you finish the the book. Yeah, you said I had to be nice to you for two weeks. And I said, yeah, well, until I finish the book. And then I finished the book the same night because it's really quite short. So if he's rude to me, it's okay. We have an understanding. It's That's my right. fault. I, I burned through it. I was so excited. I liked it. Oh, you did? I enjoyed it. Yeah. Did you know who Cedric Diggory was? <laughs> yeah, I did know who Cedric. So you didn't know? No. Of course, because you must be like, he's actually not that important a character. He's actually quite a minor character. But they built it up. But they did build it up. Yeah, they made it. It's... Ah, you see, I don't want to go into spoilers for Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, but... You should. You can. Why not? Can we go into spoilers for it? I'm not going to go into big spoilers for it, but I knew nothing about the plot. Well, other than what was written on the back of the book. And it's like, oh, they're not going to go there. And then they went there. They went all wibbly-wobbly-timey-wimey. What the hell? What the hell? And they contradicted all this law established by... It's funny because people who really care about Harry Potter so more so than me, are absolutely furious about this book. Because? Because they're like, they contradicted all this lore about how the time turner works. The time turner doesn't work like that. It's very interesting because I read a Reddit thread quite recently about Stargate SG-1, which raises exactly these same problems about how time travel works in the SG-1 universe. But coincidentally, it has exactly the same problems as... Harry Potter, which is to say, in their first outing about time travel in SG-1, and in fact in Harry Potter with the Time Turner, time travel works by like a closed curve. You can't change, you can't change the future by doing something in the past. It just turns out that whatever you did in the past actually caused what happened in the future anyway. So they go back in time and they do a load of stuff, but it turns out that things were always going to be okay anyway because they went and did these things in the past, but they were always going to have done these things in the past. Whereas later seasons of SG-1, and in fact now Harry Potter have, you can go back in time and you can change loads of shit and then it will all just do crazy stuff. But it's it's like an unwritten rule, right? It's not explicitly said we cannot change the future or, you know, the past's future, which is present day. They kind of do say that in Harry Potter, though. Well, do they? Mm, it's all very confusing. It is all very confusing and wibbly-wobbly-timey-wimey. I mean, that's the problem with Doctor Who as well, which is where that phrase comes from. Because Doctor Who is explicitly a TV show about time travel. And they have all these headaches about how does time travel work? And they just change their mind every week. And definitely this book has weird split personality disorder about how time travel works. Because it's very different to the rest of Harry Potter. I really enjoyed it because the Harry Potter universe is just quite a fun universe. It's really interesting and you want to know more about the characters. It's like, oh, I can't believe it's over. I wish there was more. And now there's more. 
and you can find out about what happened after the books. You get more backstory about all the characters. Some of it is just weird and some of it just feels really jarring. But it was I still enjoyed it and I still just consumed the whole book in one day. Are you fussed about the film? The Fantastic Beasts creatures? Uh it's got Eddie Redmayne in. But um Which no, is what, plus one? <laughs> plus plus hundred, sorry. I don't know. I don't really know very much about it at all actually. I didn't even realise it was out is that really soon? This year, yeah. November or December. I'm kind of confused because this is another... They're making a film out of a book that didn't have a story. Yes. But everyone wants more Harry Potter. Yes. You know, like, more Harry Potter! Give me more! So, yeah, I'll probably go and watch it. You're already into it. Are you surprised? A little bit, yes. <laughs> you thought I would be like, what is this Harry Potter? Huh. It's not hardcore enough. Yeah. They're called, what's it, hard science? Hard sci-fi. Yeah. Harry Potter is generally quite consistent, though, with its rules. That's the thing. I, that's why I, you know, I like hard sci-fi. I also like fantasy, as long as they're consistent with their rules. If you make up a rule, you've got to stick to it. And that's what has incensed all of these hardcore Harry Potter fans, because they made up a rule about how time travel works, and then they just completely threw it out the window for this one. But why are you okay with it? Because uh, it's Harry Potter. Because it's fun. I think it's because I wasn't paying that much attention, clearly, and I didn't really... Well, I it felt kind of slightly off, because as soon as I finished reading it, I went and googled Harry Potter as a child plot holes, because it just felt like there were tons of plot holes. And all the plot holes I thought of were listed, and a whole bunch more that I hadn't thought of as well, mostly related to time travel. I was like, oh yeah, you're right, that does completely contradict what they said earlier. Did you do that the same evening, taking you to 3am? Yes. I did say I was really tired. I'm so tired at the moment. I don't know why. This is probably why, amongst many other reasons. That's not a bad reason, this one. Well, I mean, that would account for the week before last. I mean, this week, yeah, I'm still tired this week, but I have been quite busy. Anything happened in the last week that you want to talk about? Do you have anything? Just might need you to tell April to buy me PS4 Pro for Christmas. <laughs> when she asks you what to buy me for Christmas. Okay. Let's assume she asked me. She should ask you. Really? Okay. Hope so. We'll see. She doesn't listen to this podcast anymore. She did. She listened to the Pokemon Go one. But generally, no. Oh, she was, uh, And she was okay when I said... What did I say that was very inappropriate? You don't want to give her an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> On the subject of being a horrible person, I, I did notice you are cultivating a bit of a gut. Oh, what? <laughs> Because I, I saw you in profile today. Okay. Because I was coming back from buying a lottery ticket. Because there's like a mega rollover in Hong yeah. Kong for the lottery. So I went to buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> and then, yeah, I think, yeah, because you were waiting for me by the escalator. And I did see you in profile. And I was thinking, oh, you've got a bit of a belly. No, it's not. It's I have these, this ribcage here for some reason. So you're big boned. <laughs> I don't understand what's going on here. But I have a, these, my ribcage is quite pronounced. And my PT's answer was to develop my pecs. And he's realising that may not work out because this ribcage is <laughs> just... still very projected. Because <laughs> April thought the same thing. She thought I was a bit tubby when she first met me 18 months, two years ago. It is the ribcage honest. Okay, okay. To be fair, I didn't look that closely. So I just saw it in profile. Your silhouette. I would ask you to have a feel, but... <laughs> I think that would be quite inappropriate. <laughs> fine shall we start oh no no go back you bought a lotto ticket yeah mark six the hong kong lottery and this isn't the first time no you think i would know better than to buy lottery tickets but yeah i buy lottery tickets whenever it's a mega mega rollover only when it's a mega mega rollover you won't buy it on the first rollover no when it's when it breaks 60 million hong kong then sometimes i will buy one i mean it's 80 million at the moment Hong Kong dollars. Hong Kong dollars. So that's like 8 million quid. Because we said this before, how much money would be enough to make you quit your job? And you actually, I think your number was higher than mine. Did I give you a number? Because I think I said for 20 million Hong Kong, I would quit my job. Oh, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't quit my job, no. Yeah, and I would like, oh, for sure I would quit my job. I'd probably do a less taxing job like less demand oh no job. no that's what i mean i would quit my current job i'm not saying i would never work but i'm saying i would quit my current job for 20 million hong kong 
think how many years it would take you to earn that much money versus think how much more fun you could be having not working True. <laughs> or doing a less ter- doing a less stressful job okay now we know 80 million hong kong dollars for mike to get out of the bed and buy a ticket so you haven't you haven't bought one you don't believe in the lottery no i don't you're like 14 million to one odds that's terrible but i don't think it would change my happiness at at all it might make it harder for me to be happy yeah that is an interesting thing isn't it does money make you happy because they do say actually money will stop you being unhappy but it won't make you happy Hmm. up to a point but then there's some other study where they all said no no no, that study was just from poor people like all these billionaires are deliriously happy look at them are they i can't remember (laughs) i might have made that up i thought i thought there's a whole bunch of conflicting studies i haven't looked into it too carefully but they said, obviously, yeah, if you don't have enough money to make ends meet, that makes you extremely unhappy, unsurprisingly. And then you get to a certain amount of money when it's just like, you don't have to worry about money. And then beyond that, more money doesn't make you happy. Unless you spend the money wisely. They said spending money on experiences rather than things gives you more long-term happiness. Hmm. And if you donated some of that, that would make you happy as well. Really? Yeah. Because you're funding something for the future. You're contributing to society. You'll have a wing. So the Sir Michael wing. The Sir Michael wing of the home for the mentally insane. You've taken something <laughs> mildly serious into it. You've ruined it. Sorry. Sorry. Well, oh, no, I feel bad now. <laughs> I feel bad. You're trying, to, you're trying to cultivate my philanthropic. Yeah, to start something bigger than you. With you. Can we start now? Okay, we can... You're the one who we wanted to rewind. So we are... Lost Levels Club. And you are Sir Michael. Hello. And you are... I don't know who I am. You get to pick. Between? No, go on. Just... You, you, you get to pick. Can I just be Ting? You can be Ting. Timothy. Timothy? Tingothy. 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 That works. That's three syllables. That's like, wow. Not your regular manservant. So, so what is, yeah, so what is Tingothy? The cook, chauffeur, <laughs> the cook. and butler in one. <laughs> He's the chef. He's just like, more onions. Tingothy needs more onions. Okay, we'll, we'll get there later. So what happened this week? Actually, quite a lot happened this week if you're into technology and stuff like that should we start with the apple keynote yeah let's start with apple so this week they announced the new iphone 7 and also the new apple watch yes we can start with the iphone 7 yeah because allow the watch you don't have an apple watch do you no and no intention to get one unless it's gifted to me but you will, might get... You talked about getting one before. No, no, no. I said I wouldn't get one as well. I'm not really interested. Shit. So I think whatever with the watch, neither of us knows anything about it, really, and hasn't paid much attention to them. So yeah, the well, phone. What do we know about the phone? What do we know about the phone? I know he's got no fucking headphone jack. So what's the first... <laughs> it's so funny. The first dilemma you came back to me with was how are you going to listen to music and... Charge my phone. Or play Pokemon at the same time. Well, yeah, basically. Because Pokemon just eats your battery. I basically have to have an external battery plugged in at the same time if I'm going to actually play Pokemon Go. They have cases for that? They have an adapter for that? I just think it's so f- stupid. I... But the brilliant, there was a, like a magical option C. <laughs> which made me laugh. It's like, oh, it's easy. Just buy two phones. One to play on and one to charge. <laughs> It made me laugh. This is all this is all coming from the Reddit thread. Seriously, the the level of outrage from the internet or mockery. Because I think this is the other reason I was really tired. I stayed up to watch the Apple keynote. And they got to the iPhone 7 and they were talking about the features of the 7. And obviously they got to wireless and it's the wireless future and we've got rid of the headphone jack because it's old technology. So they got rid of the headphone jack. Out comes the pitchfork. And then they said, but there's a dongle in every box so you can use your headphones with it. It's like, oh, okay, maybe I can live with that. And then why have we got rid of the headphone jack? 
courage immediately like fuck this shit <laughs> you just lost a sale seriously bullshit i'm not putting up with this <laughs> wankery oh dear i i can't even express myself it's just so stupid courage courage brave that's, that's a poor choice of word i would say what word would you have allowed greed and avarice or we fucking hate everyone i don't know <laughs> we're, we're a bunch of douchebags <sighs> can we just go through what else has changed more memory yeah that's the thing i was like i would actually really like to buy an iphone 7 but i feel like i can't i was actually watching it expecting them to have got rid of the headphone jack but kind of looking for excuses to buy one because i have an iphone 6 not a 6s a 6 so it's a few years old at this point and the battery's a little bit wonky i would have liked to upgrade but yeah, the headphone jack and their, the way they're selling the headphone jack or the removal of the headphone jack is just so... It's just really rubbed me up the wrong way. They have upped the storage to 256 gigs on the top end, which is nice. Like, I do have an excessive amount of stuff on my phone because I just never delete anything. What colour would Sir Michael buy? Oh, that's a tough one as well, yeah. Because I've recently been buying the white ones, but maybe I would get black. I wouldn't get the glossy black. I would get the matte black. But actually, I'm really thinking I'm not going to buy it. Because there's also the, the camera, if you get the plus, with the optical zoom, and also the stereo speakers, which I quite liked. Because I listen to my podcast on speaker, which is weird. Oh, really? But I do, at home. And you've also talked about the lightning headphones. But that's it, pretty much. I mean, it's a perfectly reasonable upgrade. It's more storage. It's more powerful. It's got the solid state button, which I don't really think is an upgrade, but it's going to be presumably more reliable because it's fewer moving parts. And the clickiness of the button is one of the things that does often break. And that helps with the water resistance. Supposedly, yes. And I said to you about iOS 10, about how they're changing the, the music app, which I need, and also more ways to play with iMessage. And I spoke to April about that. She said she would not move to iMessage. So Just so she can send you stupid firework background pictures. Good on you, April. <laughs> I salute you. But I'm going to send them to you instead. <laughs> well, you're going to send them to me and I'm not going to get them because I'm going to change to a Note 7. So you've said it publicly now. <laughs> yeah, because it does everything the iPhone 7 does and it's an incendiary grenade. <laughs> In case you really fall out with someone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's like... If you need to start, I shouldn't say these things because it'll it'll come back to me in a bad way. Yeah, on impact, it'll explode. That's all you need to to trigger it. Yeah, I'm sure like people will sell you like a, a note a note seven at discount if they knew there was the the dodgy battery. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, I don't know if I'll really get a Note 7, but I, I'm certainly considering it more seriously than I have ever considered before switching to Android. Because it has been pointed out that why am I using an iPhone? I seem to be the prototypical Android user. What does that mean? Like, come on, what does that mean? More technical. I want expandable memory. I prefer to have SD cards to save the photos on. I'm a Java coder. And that makes sense. But you want shit just to work. You're a busy man. That's the thing. You've I'm just bare things to exactly. Do. That's that's always been my comeback. It's like, look, I just want it to work. I just don't care. I'd rather it just worked. But I'd also rather be able to listen to music while charging it. That's true. But yeah. you just want shit to work. I just don't have time for routing or jailbreaking or anything. It's like, what do I actually use the phone for? It turns out just music, internet, Pokemon Go. Yeah, but I'm at this point, I'm not planning to get the iPhone 7. I'll wait for the iPhone 8 where they put the headphone jack back in. I don't know if it's really true, but have you read about the edge-to-edge display that Johnny Ive really wants to put together? No. So we'll have the home button in the display. I don't know where they can put the, the, f- the front-facing. Which camera is the one that you take selfies with? Front-facing. The front-facing camera. I don't know where they're going to put that, though. But that's the dream. He wants the edge-to-edge display. He wants to get rid of that bezel. He always has, actually. Johnny, I'm really curious who pushed for the removal of the headphone jack. Because Phil Schiller, who was doing the presentation actually had a quiver in his voice when he announced it 
And there was literally frosty silence in the room when he did it as well. I think he knew that it was going to be a very unpopular move. It's got to be Johnny Ive. He's the one obsessed with thinning that device for no reason. No one wants a thinner device. No one wants a thinner device with a stupid camera bump. We'd all much prefer it was a flush finish at the back with double the battery. But clearly he has said we're having a bump rather than having a thicker device. I don't know anyone who... I don't know. I don't know that company that well, if I'm honest. Obviously, I don't know it at all. Yeah, I've got no inside information. I watched some ridiculous college humour video where they're saying, you know, we're doing something really brave with the iPhone 7. We're doing something no other company has done ever before. We're making it worse. Most companies will try and make it better each time. And we're we're taking a bold new direction. And then it ends with the guy obviously playing Tim Cook, you know, the actor guy, just going, it's like... I'm really scared about Johnny Ive. We used to have 12 designers in the hardware team. Now we have eight. What happened to the other four? And then... <laughs> and then it's going, we're making our other products worse too. Like the iPad backs. It's just two iPad backs stuck together. There's no screen. <laughs> I'm really scared about Johnny. And then it cuts to, obviously, the fake Johnny Ive going, Johnny giveth and Johnny taketh away. Be careful, Tim. And then it shows him being like erased. It's terrible. But it did make me kind of laugh. So we've talked about the hardware. We can talk about the the presentation itself because Miyamoto was there. Well, that's how I ended up watching it in the first place because I'm on this retro games chat group. And that totally blew up when Miyamoto showed up. And that's what made me remember, oh, it's the iPhone keynote tonight. Maybe I should watch it. That's how I ended up sleeping at three in the morning. But yeah, that was unexpected. Super Mario Run, what do you think? It's different. I thought it would be another like like Temple Run, run into the screen and just left, right and jump. But actually they've, they've done it. They've Mario-ized it. Well, it's still an endless runner though, isn't it? Well, it's not endless. It's level-based, but it's still a runner. But it's not. they've not ripped anything off as far as I know. I've not seen a runner like that before. And it's a very Mario-esque one. It's definitely still a Mario game, yeah. I think that that's you know, something to be applauded. I appreciate that. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I guess they made a big point of you can play it one-handed, which is how you will often be using your phone. I guess it's okay. I can't say I'm hugely, hugely keen to play it. What What are they looking to achieve, Nintendo? They're just looking, I guess they're just looking to have a presence now. I think they know they have to stay relevant. And then I do hope Pokemon Go made them realise how much money they're leaving on the table. But then they had to go free to play. Yeah, exactly. It's a weird choice. They've said it's not a microtransactions game. You pay once and you've got the game. And I can't tell if that's, on the one hand, it's like, yay, no more shitty microtransactions. But on the other hand, it's like, again, is this leaving loads of money on the table? Because, like it or not, free-to-play, free-to-play works. That's why everyone's doing it. How desperate if asking a company we that's so beloved that to go free-to-play. It's like, no, make it <laughs> shitty and free-to-play. Nickel and dime us, please. Yeah, I don't know. How much, that's the question, how much are they going to charge for it? Because if they charge, if they charge like 99 cents... I can't see them charging 99 cents. But if they charge a premium amount because it's a Mario game on iOS, it's not going to sell any copies. Only the most hardcore people are going to buy it. Maybe they'll do what Evolve did. Go 3.99 and then free to play afterwards, after the fact, when they realise no one's buying it. <laughs> Maybe. And then if you... Because that worked so well for them. It worked really well. <laughs> did it actually? Yeah. Okay, you're probably right, it did. It just pissed off all the people who yep. bought it originally. What else? What else? There's Carpool Karaoke, but I don't know if you care about Carpool Karaoke. Have you watched any Carpool Karaoke? No. Is it good? I don't really like James Corden. Oh, then you wouldn't watch Carpool Karaoke. Well, I don't know if I don't like him just because I haven't watched that much and I just think I wouldn't like him. I just don't remember him being... What was he in originally? It was like Horn and Corden. Hmm. And what happened to the other guy? I don't know. And what else? What else has he been in? I just seem to remember him, the characters he plays and other things I've seen him in being quite annoying. Yes. 
and thus I had no particular desire to watch Carpool Karaoke, but everyone tells me it's great. I mean, maybe I should give it a go. He's charming. Yeah, he's charming. And he's funny. And he's shameless. <laughs> but he's not obnoxious. I think those four words put together something that's quite appealing, hopefully. So are you buying one? No. Am I buying one? No. Are you going to buy an Apple Watch? No. Am I buying an Apple Watch? No. Am I buying an Apple Watch? No. So we're really saying whatever. I did hear that they sold out, but then they usually sell out, don't they? Within 10 minutes in Hong Kong. Well, they'll, they'll sell out in Hong Kong, though. Because they're all trying to sell them. They're all scalpers, basically. Yeah. I would love it, though, if they just couldn't shift them. That would make me laugh so much. Oh, I get a cheap iPhone. I get a cheap iPhone. They're, discounted they're not going to sell at under market rate. I'm sure they're going to be still at small markup. But yes. unless they pump so many into the market that you don't need to buy one from a scalper, it's still gonna, there's still going to be people who want to buy one. And if those are the only people you can buy one from, then... Go on. Well, then you've got no choice. If you want one, you're going to have to buy it from a scalper. Yeah. So it's just how long the scalpers are holding on to their inventory for. I do know a friend who has bought one. He did order one. So For himself? Yeah, for himself. In the Hong Kong? In Hong Kong. What colour? I didn't ask, actually. He's almost certainly going to have bought a black one. I just don't know which black. And that's what we're closing with. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. It's a very weak finish. Terribly sorry, Ting. Why don't, why don't you close this more nicely? Sir Michael says no. <laughs> Sir Michael says no. Sir Michael says the new iPhone is shit and you should feel bad for buying one because no headphone jack. Or maybe I'm just being a judgmental asshole. You have been judged. <laughs> you have been judged. Do you know what? Do you know what's really sad? This bloody pair of headphones with the fucking <laughs> remote. Because obviously, I have these headphones. I spent more money buying a replacement cable with the iPhone remote on it. And then it broke. And then I got a replacement one under warranty. And then it won't work, obviously, with a new iPhone now anyway. And then if I switch to Android, it still won't work with Android. <laughs> the moral of this story is, don't buy expensive headphones. You could buy uh, the 5 or the the, the C. The where... SE. Yeah. I could buy... I do quite like the idea of the SE, but it's only got 64 gig storage. And my iPhone is currently using 120 gigs of storage. I've got 8 gigs free for an 128 gig iPhone. Well, actually, it's probably not quite 128 because it's not formatted quite that much, but I've got 8 gigs free. And most of that's photos. It's pretty much all photos. I just never delete any of my photos and haven't... Basically, since I moved to Hong Kong, I have every single photo I've taken on my phone since I moved to Hong Kong. Even the trash photos? Well, I delete ones when I, I took a photo of inside my pocket or something, but basically every photo, yeah. Okay. And I quite like having every photo. Someone else did point out just upload them all to Google Photos. You know, this is why they're saying, just get an Android phone, because it just stores all your photos in the cloud. But you have all your photos on your device. In iOS 10, they're, they're doing memories. So every so often, you'll be reminded of a better time. Remember this day a year ago when you ate that burger? Yeah. Oh, you can search by... um, You can search your photos by... Well, you can search your photos. What am I saying? I would say that's a plus for someone who has a lot of freaking photos. This is going to be... Oh dear, I can just see it by the end of year wrap-up podcast. We're going to be like, so you bought an iPhone 7? Yeah, I bought an iPhone 7. Mark your calendars. Let's see what happens. Right now I'm full of fury of, fuck this shit, no headphone jack. But before you know it, it'll be like, yeah, it turns out I love using dongles. We were going, just looking at <laughs> your... Like, I love dongle. Sorry, carry on. We were looking under your TV's, like, entertainment unit. And there were just, like, Halo 4, Halo Reach, Final Fantasy 13 2. All stuff you didn't know you had bought. I'd forgotten I'd bought. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot I bought that. Or, wait, when did I buy that one? I didn't even remember buying that. That's what's going to happen with iPhone 7. <laughs> when we do the wrap-up, we'll be like, don't even remember buying that. Yeah, you're going to be like, Mike, why is your phone black and glossy? It's like, wait, when did I buy an iPhone 7? <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I'm not quite that forgetful yet. It's still quite a significant purchase. It may be one of those where you're so impulsive, you've actually, you forget the original reason or impulse why you bought it. You've come out of the shop with it in your hand, but you won't know 
what drove you into buying it? Yeah, I was just I was just so busy that week. I must have just bought it without thinking. I was just so fucking furious, probably. <laughs> about- I was just so angry, and I needed 128 gigs of extra storage. Solved. Yeah, okay. It remains to be seen. All signs point to yes. <laughs> anyway. The other announcement this week was the PS4 Pro. The PlayStation 4 Pro meeting, where they announced the, the Slim which is going to replace the standard PlayStation and the new PlayStation 4 Pro, which was the Neo. Neo. I think it's quite interesting visual design choices that it's a three stacked, three slabs for the Pro. Two slabs for the Slim. And indeed the original PS4 model. Okay. Okay, fine. You're not. Where, gonna- where are you going with this? <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. Well, obviously, I'm not the only person who thought this because there was that meme with the PS4 Super and the PS4 Mega and them showing... What's after Mega? Ultra. I don't know. They were just making up funny names and they just had increasing number of slabs on it, showing it just getting taller and taller. The you said Pyramid. Last yeah, the last one is PS4 Pyramid and it literally shows like a Mayan ziggurat made out of PlayStations. So it's going to be out November 10th? US price is $399. UK price is £349. What? <laughs> what? That's right. Is that normal? This is not £399. How many... Wait, wait, what? Actually, you know what? What's the exchange rate these days? Is that actually cheaper than the US price at this point? <laughs> anyway, I'm just going to quickly Google one sec. Welcome to Sir Mike's FX update. Okay, so it's still more expensive in pounds. £349 is about 450 US. Yeah. But that's not too bad, considering if you think back in the day, it used to cost the same number of pounds as it did dollars, and it was almost two to one dollars to the pound. So, could be worse. So, hang on. If it's, if we assume it's 399 US, how's that going to be in Hong Kong? Yeah, so about 3,000 Hong Kong. That's not bad, actually. I could live with that. Is that how it comes across usually? Again, I don't know. But I think the PS4 was about 2,500-ish in Hong Kong. Which version do you get? A US one? A Japanese one? No, they do a Hong Kong version. They just straight up do a Hong Kong version. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, well, it's it's very confusing because it's got the whole circle and X the other way around button. So in Asia, circle is confirm and X is cancel. Whereas in the West, X is confirm and circle is cancel. Can you remap that? No. Are you sure? Yes. So circle is always confirm and X is always cancel, but you can remap at the OS level what the buttons on your controller do. So you can just make it so that circle is X and X is circle. But it's really confusing because in most Western games like The Division and Overwatch, X is confirm. As soon as you go out into the OS, circle becomes confirm. And so I just get constant brain farts where... I'll be trying to take a photo and I'll click the share button. And then it's like, wait, which one do I push to cancel back out of this? Or which button do I push to confirm? And for some games like Dark Souls, it actually respects the console's region. So if you are playing Dark Souls on an Asian PlayStation, then Circle will be confirm and X will be roll and run. But if you are playing Dark Souls the same disc and you put it into a US or European PlayStation, then Circle will be Roll and Cancel and X will be Confirm. And it's really confusing. Well, the Roll button is impacted by this. Yes, because it respects your OS region. And it, and it caused me endless trouble because I had played first Dark Souls on PC using an Xbox controller and it is Western style. So it means that the B button is roll and the b button is where the circle button is on a playstation and then when i tried to play dark souls on my playstation suddenly the roll button was different and i kept going into combat situations and pushing what i thought was the roll button and then obviously not rolling and just taking a broadsword to the face long story short hong kong gets an asian region playstation but that's all in english well i suppose it can be in chinese you can pick can we go through the the changes Go ahead. So, it's going to support 4K, streaming, 4K games, no 4K Blu-ray, HDR, but HDR is going to be supported across the whole PlayStation family. 
But you'll need a new TV to get advantage of it. Yeah. What else is there? The default hard drive is one terabyte. Oh, and there's more graphical power, horsepower behind it. Yeah, I think they said it's gone from 1.8 teraflops to 4.2. It's a lot of floppages. Yeah, I mean, those are synthetic numbers, I guess, but roughly twice as powerful, really. So, not as powerful as the Scorpio is projected to be. Because Scorpio is six point something, isn't it? Yeah, six point something. So Scorpio is more than three times as powerful. But still, Scorpio is still a year away. Hmm. And then it's interesting because it remains to be seen whether people will actually take advantage of that. Because most of the time it's lowest common denominator. People are making cross-platform games. So they're going to make something that's going to run on both. So, well, it remains to be seen. Take advantage of what? Because there's so many things to take advantage of here. Are you talking about Scorpio or the Pro? Well, a bit of both, because both Microsoft and Sony have said this isn't a new generation of consoles. We're moving away from console generations. This is just more powerful, and the game should be written to take advantage of it if they can. So people are still going to have to be writing games that will work on a base PS4 or Xbox One. And then are they going to just start writing their games more like PC games with different options? Maybe this will be great for PC because finally they won't just cut it down to make it run on a console. They'll just leave all the bells and whistles in. And so PC will finally get, well, it won't be held back anymore. It's too early to tell because none of these mid-cycle uh, refresh consoles have actually come out yet. No, and then we don't know what Sony's next step will be after that. Uh, well, do you think there will be a next step? I mean, they might just keep, they might just keep buffing the power indefinitely every few years or they may just release the five yeah who knows if they do that that changes everything again well we're still quite uh, if you think the playstation 3 cycle was pretty much 10 years long wasn't it 2006 to 2013 is that right i don't know it's quite a long time i mean we're 14. we're only three and a bit years in for playstation 4 so it's all the so the idea is when it comes to compatibility with old games, they'll be compatible anyway. It's just, but they'll release patches to take advantage of the 4K HDR. Yeah, I like how they've coined this marketing phrase, forward compatible, to say it will run on it and it will look better. And I was just like, oh, just like every PC game. Sorry, you can't see my expression, but it's one of mild disdain. At least it's only mild. It's only mild, yeah, it's not anger. Um, it, you know, it's disappointment. No, it's not even disappointment. It's just like, ah, oh, good marketing. Did you see that Microsoft put out a tweet? Oh, to say. Trolling. <laughs> Xbox Slim does everything the PS4 Pro does. Yeah. And it's got a 4K Blu-ray drive. Yeah. Out now at. <laughs> yeah, I think the Xbox One Slim is quite a good, it is actually quite a good refresh. They've done quite well. I think it seems better than the PS4 Slim anyway, which is just the PS4 now. Yeah, they've also included that 4K Blu-ray player, which Sony have left out. It's funny though, I mean, I personally can see why they left it out, because I have no interest in having a 4K Blu-ray player. I don't know about you, I never watch Blu-rays anyway, so, let alone 4K ones. Only because I'm in the wrong country, and I can't buy content that. That's the thing, it's the region locking again, yeah. If I could guarantee that I could buy it and it would work, I'd be much more likely to buy one. Oh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Do you care? Did you see the gameplay? No, I didn't actually watch that. Sorry, you... Should I watch it? Should we watch it quickly now? Yes, we should watch it. Hi, everyone. I'm Aaron Flynn, General Manager here at BioWare. I'm excited to show you a glimpse of how Mass Effect Andromeda is taking the power of Frostbite to new heights on the Sony PlayStation Neo platform. So what did you think of Mass Effect 4? Or is it just Mass Effect Andromeda? It's just Mass Effect Andromeda. I think they're trying to have a clean break. They're setting it in the same universe, but with a completely new cast of characters. It's weird. I haven't played Mass Effect 3, so... Well, I've played an hour of it. So you're not that into Mass Effect? I played 1 and 2. That's not an answer. (sighs) I'm not as into it as I thought I would be, it turns out. Fine, that's not the question anyway. Will PS4 be a success? PS4 Pro. Define success. Are you going to get one? Yes, I wrote down here. It's like you get three options. Day one, 2016 or 2017. So I was thinking 
maybe early 2017. It's funny because I, I originally thought that I wouldn't get one and I'd get an iPhone 7. But now, obviously, with the iPhone 7 being no headphone jack, no sale on principle, maybe I'll get one. But how soon? Soon. If I'm going to get one. I might as well just get one. Oh, you won't wait for any software or any game. You'll just get one. Well, again, it's I've got weird like storage issues. I'm also running out of space on my PS4, and I could just buy a new hard drive and put it in the PS4. But I'm thinking one terabyte hard drive built in. Why not? You could just do what normal people do and delete stuff. I already did have to delete some stuff to fit Overwatch on. And and I'd rather not delete stuff. I don't know what. What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? Yeah, I don't know. I I kind of think of getting one. I don't know if I really will. I don't really know if I will. We'll see how I feel when it comes out. I think my initial response was I was disappointed, but actually, it's a choice. It really is a choice. I mean, most people were frustrated that Sony presented this as a choice, but the reality is it's not a choice if you're committed to PlayStation. <laughs> what do you mean by that? I think it's a choice. I think it's like, do you really care? Do you really care? But you're going to, you, you go in knowing you have a suboptimal experience. So if you stick with a base PS4. As a gamer, as someone who's committed, a purist. Yeah, I don't know. I think it looks fine. I think, I think I'd probably get one. I don't have a 4K TV. I don't plan to get a 4K TV anytime soon. I can break your TV for you if you like. <laughs> Did you tell me you've got a plasma? Yeah, I've got a plasma. How long have you had that? Since 2014. You know, I've had my TV since 2011. It's a pretty expensive plasma. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it's a 3D. It does 3D as well. Not that means anything. Yeah, it's quite unusual for a plasma though, isn't it? Don't know. I don't know either, actually. I'm just making that up. It's just reviewed really well. And they liked it more than the LEDs. That's why I have a plasma. I get good blacks. I'm sure that means something to someone, somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. Meh. Okay, so we're both kind of thinking of getting one. But what what does this mean? Okay, everyone's going to 4K. What does it mean for Nintendo? Oh, you you want to you want to get the NX in here because I do a little bit, just a little bit, please. Because originally, when I wrote these notes on the day after the presentation, I wrote the stage has been set for NX. It really has actually because Apple's had quite a mixed response to the iPhone Seven because of the controversial headphone jack decision. But Nintendo got a lot of very positive publicity on the back of Super Mario Run. And then the general consensus on the PS4 Pro is that it is a disappointment. So the time is ripe for Nintendo to make some amazing NX announcement and capitalise on the hype and desire for everyone to be blown away. But it won't be 4K. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have motion controllers on the move. <laughs> Couldn't imagine anything worse. I bet I'll have a headphone jack though. Yeah, I. Who knows? Who knows? Because at the time we're recording, obviously there has been no announcement on the NX, and no one even knows when they will announce the NX. There's still complete radio silence, which is crazy. Because when they made the DS announcement, they said explicitly there is no NX announcement here, and TGS is later this month. Originally, people were thinking before TGS at DGS, but there's even it's getting, we're getting so close. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Someone else did point out on Reddit, I think, that they would be crazy not to port Mario Maker to the NX. Even if it's not backwards compatible, they would be mad not to make a version of it for the NX. And you could wait for that. I could just wait for that instead. So maybe, yeah. So maybe I'll get my Mario Maker fixed that way. But there's no way NX is going to be 4K. Doubtful. Extremely doubtful. Oh, then that's the dream over then. Why do you want a 4K? It feels like it's getting really... F Every day, that NX is getting more outdated. Everything I hear about it sounds so backwards. And it's getting left behind. Yeah, I think I said, I can't imagine what they could do that would not be a disappointment. With every day, it's getting weirder, that thing. Sounds weirder. I think I said things that they could do, if it's all based around a mobile platform, they could have as their strategy just releasing games on mobile that are also compatible with an X. So because it's explicitly portable first, you could buy it on an X, you could buy it on the iOS app store, you could buy it on the Google Play store. And the controllers 
could just work with your standalone NX tablet type unit or with your phone or tablet, your Google or Apple tablet. So that would be my only thought about things they could do that would be different and revolutionary and make good business sense. That's the only reason I can think of for having this weird portable tablet hybrid thing would be if they're trying to say, who cares about the install base of the NX? Every phone and tablet is an NX. And how would you push NX sales? You wouldn't need to. It's the software that makes the money. Then you're going to stifle the pricing of your games on NX. You could price them all the same, I guess. You could just insist on having it be properly priced on the Apple Store. Yeah, because really it's all a matter of it's all a matter of licensing, really. Usually they make the console hardware and then they'll license dev kits out for that console and you'll have to pay a license fee to release on that console. And so they could still do that, but just have the NX be a sort of sub-platform of Apple and Google and whatever. If you want to use all the Nintendo connectivity and accounts and whatever, then you have to... And even if you want to use the controller API, maybe then you have to follow their rules. I don't know. I'm just pulling this out of my ass. I'm just trying to think of a way that the NX would be an interesting thing rather than another crippling disappointment for Nintendo. Good thing they've got so many billions in the bank that they can ride out 20 years of fuck-ups. I was going to say, is that in yen only? <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's like, it's fine, we've got billions of yen. The last thing we wanted to talk about was Overwatch. What we've been playing this week. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> Originally wanted to talk about Overwatch, but we can talk about Mankind Divided, Overcooked. Overwatch, Overcooked, and Overdivided. Doesn't really make sense. Deus Ex, Mankind Divided. If you're clever enough, we can use that as a title somehow, some way. Rather than no fucking headphone jack equals no sale. Ooh. Oh, you're kidding me. What's that? Kev- looking for you. No, Kevin is looking for me. Where are you, Ting? Find my iPhone. <laughs> why has he got? Why has he got find my iPhone? I don't know. For some reason, he can find my iPhone for me. So this is one of the bizarre things about how the iPhone ecosystem works: is your friend can help you find your phone. So really? Ke- I think Kevin is in my family. So because he's in my family, I think he has the ability to find my phone. Okay, I did not know that. We didn't know this until he started doing this on my phone. Are you going to remove him from your family? I can't. I need the free Apple Music. <laughs> you are such a... <laughs> are you shitting me? I'm not shitting you. I need... The... So, this, I'm part this of... is hilarious. I was originally going to edit this out, but this is definitely staying in now. <laughs> so, John owns the Apple family account. And you can get six members. And... There's him, his two siblings, my sister, and there's me. Wow. How much does it cost? Fourteen ninety-nine or Sterling. Twelve. Yeah. Or twelve ninety-nine. The interesting thing is whenever I buy anything from iTunes, he has to pay for it now. I can't pay for my own music. Interesting. Hopefully no one reports me to Apple and removes this privilege from me. That's fine. I mean it is a family thing. You're on the family account, whatever. I don't know. I just pay for Spotify and it's 50 Hong Kong dollars a month, which is like less than a fiver. Anyway, we'll start with Overwatch. You somehow, you and your family managed to convince me to buy Overwatch again. I now own Overwatch on PC and on PS4. Have you played it more on PS4 than you have on PC now? It's about the same. I think I'm level 12 on both, which is not very high level compared to the rest of you guys. And what do you think? It's Overwatch, it's kind of fun. What Overwatch does really well is it makes it less competitive, more cooperative. Or it's more friendly. It's You get awards every which way. You get a player of the game. You get cards when you do something very well with your character. And then you get medals on the back of that. Yeah, I mean, they're deliberately trying to hide the idea that only the person who gets the last hit gets the kill and you get kills and assists. It's just like, whatever, everyone's doing amazing. Everyone's winning. Everyone's a winner. Everyone's a winner. Here's your participation medal. But they somehow do it in a non-patronising way. So they've they've done that really well. When I first picked up, I thought, there's only 12 maps and there's no progression on the characters. What am I going to be doing here for the next X hours? Actually, 
there's a lot to do well it's all about making it easy to drop in and drop out as well because on the one hand it's like there's no progression of the characters why am i playing but on the other hand it means that i as a new player am not disadvantaged next to these people who've been playing it for dozens of hours so i guess that's good you're disadvantaged from like pure ability yeah i mean i might still suck but i certainly still do i heard some really funny stuff i heard on the beta branch on pc there was there, apparently there's some trend on pc where people at the end of the match would type gg easy to say like good game it was easy you guys suck it's like the subtext and on pc on the beta version they made it so that if you type gg easy it will just replace your text with something else like i am very small and scared please hold me like it completely just replaces your text with like complete troll text <laughs> which i thought was kind of ridiculous but kind of funny i don't think it does anything like that on playstation but people never type anything on playstation anyway because it's a pain what else i mean i did have some funny moments as well you've been actually you've been playing it in the morning i'm playing it before work for half an hour because i get an overlap with john in the uk and the seven hour difference so i'm waking up at 5 30 a.m not for him but for work i'm playing from 5 30 a.m to 6 a.m whilst that's 10 30 p.m to 11 p.m and then I'm doing the same on the other side when I get off work, 6pm to 6.30 before dinner. I'll play another half hour. It's so weird. Like I, I think I've said this before, that I just wouldn't bother playing for half hour at a time. It's like half an hour, that's nothing. Unless I've got a few hours spare, I wouldn't even bother starting. But Overwatch is set up well for that. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Well, I actually had a similar experience uh, yesterday because I had to do some work. But there was a problem with my remote access stuff at work. And it was like, oh, okay, it's going to take half an hour, an hour to sort out. So while it was just being sorted out, I just decided to put on Overwatch on the PS4. Because obviously my PC was all being taken up by worky stuff. And in that half hour I was playing, I had the most hilarious match. Like, it's never happened to me before. But we were all picking our characters and it was an attack map. And someone just started, they picked Winston and they were just selecting and deselecting the character. So it was flashing and clicking. And then someone else switched to Winston and started doing the same. And I was like, oh, I see what we're doing here. So I switched to Winston too. And before you knew it, our whole team was Winston. And the map started and we all just like charged in like a pack of insane gorillas. And we won. We completely steamrolled the other team. They were just not expecting it. We all just charged in and dumped down our shields on the point, And it was one of those capture two points maps so we totally won it was amazing and hilarious and then on the next map when we were defending someone started picking bastion and clicking it so it was like oh okay i see what we're doing here and we all switched to bastion and set up around the point to defend it and what did we see but six divas charging towards us who wins that contest it turns out diva because She's got that barrier ability, which I thought was garbage, but it basically just blocks all damage coming from a direction. And seeing as we were all bastions pointing the same direction, (laughs) they completely shielded our damage. And one of them like juked around us with their boost and just took us all out. And yeah, they just completely destroyed us. But that was hilarious. There was like the funniest two games of Overwatch ever. And then my work stuff started working again. So I stopped, but it was a good, it was a good 30 minute blast. Fun it's times. funny because we were talking about it, this team of McCrees that we'd taken on. We didn't know what was going on. <laughs> yeah, it was obviously the same thing. But that team of McCrees just got owned. Like, we completely <laughs> took them apart. So, six Winstons, two thumbs up. Six McCrees, two thumbs down. Well, unless you're playing against them, and then it's fun times. We also tried some Overcooked. Me, not as much as you. Overcooked, yeah. Overcooked is surprisingly fun. You really need four players for it, though. It's really hard to play it. Playing it solo is basically impossible. Like, the, the maps just don't work with one player. They really actually need four characters. And when you're playing it in one player mode, you can only have two. So there's maps that are just basically impossible to finish because there are kind of like four sectors to the map and things are moving around and you can get trapped with no characters in the other sector. So you can just do nothing until the map switches around again. So it's not really fun playing on your own. But when you've got enough players, it is really fun. It was okay with okay with two. Yeah, with two players it was okay. It, it, yeah, it was fun. 
there was so much like don't worry i've got this and then dashing over and falling off an iceberg into the sea or something yeah. i didn't even know you, you could dash yeah i think I mean, we only found that out right near the end it's like wait this button dashes and i did try a little bit of playing two players one controller so not playing one player mode where you switch but playing where you simultaneously control two players with one controller but it but still wasn't enough you played this at the meetup so you know what the the standard is well i think the problem at the meetup is we were not very good because we were not very coordinated because it was in a pub it was noisy and we were passing the controller around so we never had the same people on for that long and everyone playing it was basically their first time playing it so we didn't have any real idea how to play whereas we played it just the two of us and it was well we immediately started to put in a strategy like okay you do this you do this let's have a pipeline going here we were actually quite successful i think we did quite well but i think that actually the performance of the surface as well which is what we're playing it on turns out makes quite a big difference because we had a really tough time of it at first and it was running the same way i had it set up at the local multiplayer meetup but turning the graphics quality down made a massive difference to the responsiveness of the game and actually became much easier to play so we should probably try playing it on something more powerful like my actual pc or literally just turning all the details right down oh, and then you could just steam yeah steam stream it to the surface oh is that what it's called or whatever it's called, I don't know. Remote play? No, that's PlayStation, isn't it? I don't know what the Steam one's called. And the other one was Deus Ex, which you seem surprised by. Yeah. It's better than I thought it would be, because everyone was really pissed off about it because of the microtransactions. But I don't know. In the end, I just thought, well, I did really like the previous games, apart from invisible war but you know who did like it yeah basically so i think i was saying it's a good game it's like a grown-ups game as well it's got an inventory it's like a proper it hasn't been dumbed down i really enjoy the exploration and the free roaming and breaking into things and breaking into people's houses and stealing their stuff yeah i just really enjoy it for some reason for some reason (laughs) it's pretty good i think the microtransactions don't get in the way. I mean, I've just completely ignored them. I actually have a load of... Because I, I got the pre-order bonus. Because On Steam, basically, you still get the pre-order bonus if you buy it within a week of it coming out, I think. So when I bought it, I still got all the pre-order stuff. And I just haven't used any of it. It's all still in the storage locker or something, whatever. You can just ignore it. The game's balanced for you not having that stuff anyway, so it's better just to ignore it. What are the microtransactions? You can spend real money and you can buy cosmetic stuff, but you can also buy completely game unbalancing stuff. So you unlock what they call Praxis Points, which give you your augmentations. And you can just buy Praxis Points. You can just go and say, here's 10 quid, give me a load of Praxis Points. And then you can unlock all the stuff at the very start of the game. It's stuff that in the olden days would have been a cheat mode and now you've got to pay for it. And it's one use as well. So you get some Praxis Points as part of the DLC pre-order bonus, but... Once you've used them, you've used them. And if you start a new game, you've got to pay again if you want them. And people are going, this is bullshit, but fuck it. Just don't use them. Just use a cheat engine. <laughs> These things shouldn't really be, oh, you know, what, what am I saying? On disc DLC and everything. You know, I, I'm i fine with it as long as I ignore it. I do think it's kind of dumb that the game industry is going here in the first place. But, you know, can't hold back the tide. Yeah, it's single player, so it doesn't impact you or anyone else. Exactly. I'm just going to ignore it. And it's a fun single player game. I'm enjoying it. I've heard that the story is quite disappointing, which is a shame. But the actual gameplay is quite fun. Actually, it's a funny one. I mentioned the achievements actually are causing me great stress because because the achievements exist, I feel like I have to achieve them. It's weird. This is something that, this is a phenomenon that's happened in the last couple of years, I think. Literally in the last couple of years. Like when I first met you. For you personally. For me personally. I was just like, oh yeah, I just don't care. And then now I care. I I blame you for this. So because I know there's an achievement for being non-lethal, like not killing anyone. And I know there's an achievement for never being seen. And I'm playing through the game in the most inconvenient way to achieve both of these achievements. And it's like, why am I doing this? I'd probably have much more fun just 
going through as a Superman and cyborging my way, blowing things up, throwing grenades. And instead, I'm creeping around in air ducts and shooting people with my tranquilizer gun because it's like, no, I want the achievement. I'm going to get this achievement in my one playthrough. You said you might play it again and just destroy everything. But then you thought, maybe I would have done that my first run. And if I still liked it, I would have done the yeah, I run know. second time round. I know. I can't. It's just so dumb. The problem is I know I'm being an idiot and I can't let go. How does that make you smarter than the rest of us? It doesn't. It proves that I'm subject to the same cognitive biases as everybody else. Does that make you happy? Yes. So you're saying you appreciate my failings? Yeah, I think it makes you human. Okay, fine. That's a nice. That's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> I was trying to spin it in a very negative <laughs> way, but okay, you you win this round, Tingathy. <laughs> On that note. On that note. We were Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. Please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. Or whatever podcast client you use. You can find us on email. Mike.an.ting at lostlevels.club. And on Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. That's it from me. And that's it from me. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.